TheItSpot.com. Oh, screw the chicken. It's all about the beef. What kind of plan drug do you take me for? I'm the clever one or the potato one. No, I'm not drunk, madam, but you give me an idea. A very bad habit. My, Ooh, my fingers stink. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Hello, stranger. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, I hear ice cubes and all. Yeah, I had them the last time, too. I think that should be the title of our um, autobiography, which I- will come out right after our retirement. Ice cubes and all. I like it. Me, too. Me, too. I don't want to go negative right off the bat, but all I wanted to do was to make it to our 10th anniversary with a less pathetic showing. And it just isn't going to happen. It's so soon. I guess. It's really soon. It's the end of next month. Well, it doesn't mean we can't record 10 between now and then. You'd have to kick your wife out of the house and we'd have to buckle down and record for like a weekend and then just spread them out. (laughs) It's a possibility. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, all right. Good. How are you? Um, if this is still in any way, shape, or form trying to be a comedy show, I don't have anything that is upbeat going on at the moment. <laughs> it's just, it's all shit, but I'm powering through. Well, now it sounds like there's a potential for humor. <laughs> <clears throat> The humiliation humor, the schadenfreude thing. Yeah, they say tragedy plus time equals comedy. Well, I've got the tragedy. If you've got the time. I'd like to hear about your vacation. And the last time we recorded, we talked about your last vacation. So, Oh, really? See, oh, yes, okay. it seems like all you do is go on vacation lately. I was trying to figure out if we'd actually recorded since then. Just one. Um... Yeah, it really make me sound like I was jet setting. Well, it's going to. Yeah, well, I guess every so. episode is. Let's hear about Button's vacation. Uh, yeah. So I went on another one. Yes, you did. What? How? What prompted that? Well, the trip to Bermuda, that was a spur of the moment thing. Okay. This was actually a little more planned. The this trip, and then we're gonna go away in September as well. Did you come into some money I don't know about? Uh, I didn't. Oh, I gotcha. No, I have less money than I ever have. (laughs) But you have a sugar mama? Of sorts at the moment. I take it that means she sold her house. Maybe we did talk about that. Yeah, she sold her house. So things are a little more... I mean, I'm sure it wasn't a windfall, but... Well, no, I mean, it's... But vacations are possible. Nothing's (laughs) changed except, yes, vacations are possible. I mean, she's put the money away... Right. And she's allotted X amount for going away on these uh, trips, which, quite frankly, are busman's holidays for me because she doesn't drive, right. which means that it's like, oh, let's go on vacation. Now drive me around for five days. <laughs> yes. 
But still, I mean, you, you're you're lucky enough to have hitched your star to her wagon, and I'm assuming you're getting some vacation fun out of it as well. Yeah, you're not of just course. driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> no, no. Although I like to picture her sitting in the back seat. Yes, can you pull over here? In her furs. <clears throat> anyway, this <laughs> is out my shorts. And you're Preston Buttons, and I'm the word whore. Both correct. And we are still alive. Yes, indeed. Still alive, hanging on, clinging. By a thread. <laughs> yes, fingernails are starting to peel off. So true. So true. Yeah, it's funny to say that if we're to consider this a comedy thing, like I don't, I don't know that we've made any effort at humor in in a it, year. This is very true. I mean, our humor used to be accidental, though. It wasn't yes. It wasn't planned or scripted or thought out at all. But I think we had more potential for it because when we were in the same room and drinking, like, what, what drinks? Things that drink a lot. <laughs> drinking like the word whore. Th- things would just be accidentally funny, at least to us. It's like when someone yawns and it's contagious, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know... I don't think we were ever actually all that funny, to be honest. No, certainly not. Uh, I don't claim to be a comedian. I don't think you do. uh, No. No, absolutely not. Oh, no, my phone's going... So, today, big flashback. I think I may have told you at some point, Eric Tomorrow from The Mediocre Show is doing sort of a, a spin-off show, but it's in the same feed called Behind the Grind. And he's just having chats with podcasters. Uh-huh. And they're awesome. They reminisce about the beginnings of podcasting. So it reminded me of Podcast 411, which I lost track of somewhere along the line and just figured it died years ago. But it only stopped in 2013. Oh, really? I discovered today. So I found the I found our episode. It was recorded in November of the end of November 2005. We'd only been podcasting for five months. Mm -hmm. So five months into our show, neither of us knew what date we started. How how were our memories that bad? Five months in, we could not answer the question, when did we start? We both answered it wrong. And that was cracking me up. But it was it was hard to listen to. Man, it was hard to listen to. <laughs> but, but you should listen. I posted it on our Facebook page. And I mean, I, I didn't let myself listen to it before I posted it. Because I just thought, well, you know, it was out there. So it's not like it's a secret. But yeah, we we aren't good interview guests, so I don't seem to remember it being terrible at it, all. What? It's not terrible. It's just you know the show focused fairly heavily on. I mean, it was two thousand five, so there was still the buzz and excitement, and what is this going to be, mm-hmm. and how are people going to make money, and we just we had nothing really to offer. That's all. We had but nothing we, to offer but exuberance. Yeah, but but we never have. It's like, how are you marketing yourselves? Well, we're not. <laughs> we, we we aren't. How are you making money? We're not. 
I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's so accurate. I guess that's what I'm saying. And I'm convinced he edited it to make it sound like I was talking all the time, but maybe I really was. I think we were nervous. I think I was not nervous. I think you were nervous and talked all the time to compensate for being nervous. That's possible. I think I said, that's how it I was. said the word actually probably a thousand times. I believe that might have been why actually was a drinking game prompt. Mm-hmm. I don't think I do it anymore. I could be wrong. Anyway, when you get a chance, give it a listen. I think you'll get a giggle or two out of it. I, yeah, I'll have to go down that, uh, that, I'll have to take that trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. You seen any good movies? You watching any good televisions? Uh, haven't really seen a lot of movies, although, uh, on our last uh, vacation, we did, uh, go to a drive-in in Alabama. Ooh, fun! And, uh, we watched Avengers Age of Ultron. Which mm. I never saw the first one, nor any. In fact, I haven't seen any of those movies except for the first Iron Man. So, you know, if I gave a shit, then I would have gone to a proper theater. So this was this was sure. fine, fine for going to the uh, the drive-in and uh, yeah, being surrounded by pickup trucks. Because at the drive-in, you're just supposed to be making out anyway. Mm-hmm. Except that's hard to do with you in the front seat and <laughs> Mrs. Buttons in the back. That is correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know, TV. been watching Game of Thrones. Watched a couple of episodes of Fleming, the story of Ian Fleming. Oh, cool. On the BBC. And uh, a thing called Jonathan Creek, which is quite cheesy, but... We do like the uh, main actor in it who is on QI all the time, Alan Davies. I don't know what else. I sort of have stuff that I go back and forth in episodes we've been watching, watching the third season of episodes. Oh, really? Oh, I don't care for that at all. Really? Oh, I think it's great. I I really dislike Matt LeBlanc, even even playing a... a parody of himself or whatever yeah. it's supposed to i i tried Ugh, no it just kind of gives me hives uh, i think he's great in it and i can't i can't stand any of the friends but uh but i, uh, matthew, I think he's really good matthew perry is my least favorite he delivers every single line of dialogue exactly the same way with the same intonation no matter what it is and it makes me crazy it doesn't matter what character he's playing, what he's in. It's exactly the same, and it makes me nuts. He's now the new Oscar Madison on the new Odd Couple. Not that they're ever needed for that to happen. And it's no, just... but you know what? It, it's like the fifth time it's been on TV, apparently. Even oh, though I've only heard of it, I, the movie and uh, the other Jack Klugman one. For me, you can't replace Jack Klugman. I'm sorry. I just I adored Jack Klugman. Huge fan. Yeah. Well, the problem, I think, with Matthew Perry playing it, and I've, I haven't seen it, but the he's not a curmudgeon. Like, uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Klug, Klugman, like, just, you know, one look at them. Says, yeah, says get off perfect. my lawn, you know? <laughs> no, as far as I'm concerned, he's miscast in almost everything, but he's brutally miscast in this. And it's just, you know, every line is, it, it's just an older 
whatever his character's name was on Friends. Like every line right. is delivered exactly the same way. His last syllable is always something that sounds kind of like a belch. You know? <laughs> Uh, I had to make that my ringtone. I hate it. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Anyway, there's more important things. Way more important. I'm I'm sorry we even mentioned that show because I don't want to plug it. With, uh, you know, big things going on in TV with Letterman retiring. At the time we're recording this, he has six shows left, including his last. Right. That's a big, big, I don't even, I mean, he, he's been on TV my whole. Mm-hmm. When did he start? It's been over 30 even, years. I can't even remember. He must have started in the 80s or something, I guess, right? I sort of vaguely remember. You know, I watched him a little bit. The thing is, is why, you know, I mean, it's pretty amazing he's been around. It's a big, certainly a big thing in late night uh, TV, him him leaving, but the fact of the matter is, is that I haven't watched him in twenty years. So that's a shame. And and I think he started phoning it in about fifteen years ago. So. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. I don't know. My earliest memories. I wasn't actually allowed to watch it in the home I grew up in, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for multiple reasons. But well, you probably I weren't mean, allowed to I'm, stay up till eleven thirty to watch. Well, that's it, the thing. But... My earliest memories was that I wasn't allowed, couldn't stay up late enough to watch it for the beginning. And when I was, I I remember my dad, it was like the quickest way for me to get him to go to bed. I'd change it to Letterman. He'd, he'd always say, well, I'm going to bed if you're going to watch that asshole. <laughs> and he just, he hated him, which is insane to me because his humor is very similar to my father's. So he should have loved it. He always just called him that asshole. Yeah. And I, re- I remember sneaking over to my boy next door's house and we would secretly watch it in his, at the time his grandfather lived in sort of an apartment in part of their house and his grandfather was very, very deaf. So he'd be sleeping and we'd be watching it on his TV because his grandfather's hearing aid was <laughs> turned off. Wow. Yeah. Very, very fond memories. I, I admit stopping watching for a long chunk of time, but I'm a big Letterman fan. I'll be sad to see him go. Well, there you go. Yep. And that brings us full circle. Our retirement, his retirement, all the kings and queens of comedy all gone in the same year. Wow. I hope the the love is going to pour out to us as much as it has been for Letterman. You know, I think we deserve it. It's kind of hard to retire from something that you only put out every two months, you know. (laughs) I'm being completely facetious. Uh, So I did go on a vacation. And yes. I won't talk about it too much, but we did. We stopped in Nashville uh, very briefly. That's a shame. So you know that was our travel day. So we showed up. We had to have a nap before doing anything, and then we went out for a few hours that night. Next morning, we were on the road early. But uh, Nashville was uh, cool. Going down the strip and just uh, as I said to uh, Mrs. Buttons, listen. 
everything around us live. The only drum and bass playing right now are actual drums and bass players. Because <laughs> everywhere down the strip is all is all a live band. And we, we went into one, into Robert's Western World, and saw a band whose name now eludes me, who are fantastic. They've got a 20-year-old guitarist who's amazing. We bought a CD. We got a lot of CDs on this trip. But... Um, the main part of the trip was driving down this parkway, this scenic parkway with no stop signs, lights, or anything. And uh, no, very few ways of getting off, so you actually have to make sure you plan your gas trips and whatnot. So that was kind of, that was a little, I mean, it was really neat, but it was a little trying too, because every five minutes we were pulling off at some kind of scenic thing, mm-hmm. which is very fatiguing sure. uh, when you're driving. For like eight well, what, hours. Like, what kind of scenic things? Like the the world's biggest ball of string and stuff. Like no, that? this is oh. a national park. So, okay. So it was lookouts. It was waterfalls and stuff like that. Uh, oh. s- swamps. Nature. I saw, I saw, I saw gators. <laughs> I saw gators. Gators in situ. That stuff bores the hell. Yeah. Out of well, me. it depends what it is. Um, if there's some kind of clear destination with something interesting, like the waterfalls were good. If it just meant walking around in essentially the same forest as you would find here down in the park, yeah, not as interested. But, you know, we walked under a waterfall. That was awesome. That's fun. You know, and stuff like that. Uh, going through the, the mangrove swamp was really neat and whatnot. So anyway, I mean, that was just our avenue to get to New Orleans. So we stopped in Muscle Shoals and saw a couple of studios where Aretha Franklin and the Stones recorded. Cool. Uh, as as seen in the documentary Muscle Shoals, we hung out with some songwriters in a house on the Tennessee River. Nice. We uh, went to the birthplace of Elvis. We went to Helen Keller's house, uh, as a friend pointed out. It's like, why? She never saw it. We uh, we stayed in a cabin in well, we call it the cabin in the woods because if you just look at a photograph, it looks like the looks like the cabin out of the Evil Dead, but it was actually uh, in a compound run by highly religious people. That's even more scary. It's even more me. scary. That's way um, more scary. But uh, but it was a nice like it was a nice two story cabin that we got the whole place, and uh, I actually got some writing done there, which was. Kind of funny, and the, the cat writing horror in the cabin in the woods. Perfect. Uh, I hope it's about religious cults and cabins. Uh, uh sort of. Um, the uh, we ended up in Natchez. We took the Natchez Trace Parkway. That's what it was called. Runs from Nashville to a place called Nash- Natchez, Mississippi, where we stayed in the Mark Twain Guest House, which Ooh. is above a saloon. And it's called the Mark Twain Guest House because he stayed there. And uh, it's the kind of place where, you know, a lot of people leave head first, I think. Mm-hmm. Although it was a quiet night when we were there. But uh, that was that was fun. And a riverboat literally just landed in front of the, the place, like came up. And one of the guys I was talking to, uh, someone's like, hey, man, move your car. You got to move your car now. 
So he ran down, moved his car, and they came in and dropped a plank right where it was. That's so perfect. People got off. That's the exact experience you want in Mark Twain's guest house. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. That's how he got his name. Uh, How? By whatever they yell when they're measuring the depth of the water. They say Mark the Twine, so such and such fathoms deep. Right. That's how he got his name. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm just full of these things. I don't know how I know that. Um, of course, now I'm drawing a complete blank on his real name. It was Samuel something, Samuel right? Clemens. Yes, Clemens. Yes. God, that should be burned on my brain. I uh, I need to grab a beer real quick, but I'm seriously afoot from my fridge, so it'll be seconds. Okay. I won't even pee. Ah, that's the stuff. It's just water. No drinking midweek. Can't do that. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. So after that, we went to... uh... We went to New Orleans, spent a couple of days there, which was pretty awesome. I wish we'd had a couple more days there. No kidding. I've been there before. I was there with uh, Trapper John, actually. Yes, I know. He's the one who wrote all those Nolan stories. Yeah. <laughs> Momentous as they were. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I had an idea of some stuff, but uh, it was... You know, not crazy like Mardi Gras or anything, but still very, very busy, which I guess it is all the time. Yeah, um, but I think you were right on the tail end of Jazz Fest. There, well, Jazz Fest was the week before, and Cinco de Mayo was the day we showed up. Oh, uh, okay. So that might have had something to do with it. But there, uh, but that strip is busy. I mean, not, not crazy busy, but there's people there every night, I think. And we stayed right on Bourbon Street, but we ended up hanging out. Uh, we went to Lafitte's, the the old blacksmith shop where Trapper John and I hung out. But yeah. we also, there's a, there's a street called Frenchman Street that's become the place now if you actually want to go see bands play. And it is quite literally just this strip of about 30 places where you can walk in and see amazing musicians play. And that was a lot of fun. We got another three CDs from that. Oh, we stopped at Lafitte's during the day, and uh, you know we've been walking, just walking around the, the French Quarter, and it was full of a lot of people. And this is like a Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of people here, and some of them are kind of dressed up. This is actually sort of annoying because I was hoping that it was going to be empty. <clears throat> and um, so Mrs. Buttons immediately starts talking to people as she does. Finds out that it's a wedding party. They're just waiting for the cops to come and uh, lead a, a parade. And so we were invited to join the wedding party, which we did. I shot it all on my phone, too, the entire thing, <laughs> as best I could, being a participant. But, yeah, there's just there's parades all the time. So the groom said to us, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, today it's a wedding, but it could be a birthday or a retirement party. If someone wins the scratch ticket here, they throw a parade. <laughs> and uh, so that was pretty awesome. We were Great. we were part of a wedding party. Crashing weddings is fun. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, I've talked enough about that. It's not funny nor interesting. So It's interesting. I think it's very interesting. Travel interests me greatly. I, I do so little of it these days. I have to travel vicariously through other people. Yeah, I think I've done it more more in the past few years than I have in a very long time. That's good. That that means Mrs. Buttons is good for you. She's getting you up off my couch. I'm trying to think of where where we went. I mean, we went to New York. I went to New York a couple of times, and then she came a couple of times. And then, oh, we 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 started going on our road trips to the the states. That's what we started doing. Because uh, we couldn't afford to go anywhere uh, by plane. That's a shame because it cuts into your trip. Well, if your trip is driving, then it doesn't. I mean, sure. That's, that's how yeah. we got I'm, to... I'm not a big road trip person unless... It depends on who it's with. <laughs> yeah. Well, we met uh, we met Scott from Total Talk Nonsense on one of those uh, trips. That's true. Those lazy bastards haven't think... put out an episode since Christmas. Yeah, they're worse than us. We've put out one episode since Christmas. <laughs> Still oh something. Oh, my God. Hey, pot. Kettle, you're black. <laughs> Come on. We have no reason to bitch about it. Hey, we should uh, We should do a story. Cause we should. Can you pull something out, out of the bag? Pull something see. out of the bag while I pee. Okay. Mm, what's this? Mm. No. That will not do. How about this? If if we were recording together, I could at this point put up the mic level and hear her peeing in the other room. But oh well. My fingers stink. Wash more. <laughs> I was I was slicing garlic and I forgot. I'm like, what the hell is that? Stuff lingers even <laughs> after you wash many times. That's what I'm trying to say. That's I very wash true. My hands. And not just garlic. <laughs> what else lingers? Uh, onions. Garlic's way worse. I thought you were going dirty. Oh, how would I do something like that? No, this show would never go there. All right, I found something. Yay! It says, Dear Preston Buttons and the Word Whore, I am submitting The Hidden Shrine of Tomacan for your consideration under my pen name of Fenwick Rixley. This story was originally submitted to Podcastle as part of a series of fan fiction written by Escape Artist staff to celebrate the retirement of editors Dave Thompson and Anna Schwind after five years. Wow. Even before hitting send, I wondered who would want to read this. Then I asked myself who deserved to read this and thought of you. Yay! Must be We're terrible. Special. I always enjoy narrations by the word horror, and I'm looking forward to another on Pseudopod in February. Oh, and that already happened. It's a deep mailbag. And no one reads Scott Sigler like Preston Buttons. 
<laughs> yes, just waiting for that second story to come in. <laughs> it's only been how many years? Yeah, I don't ten? know. Has it been ten years? It could be. The two of you are the patron saints of the submission staff, the holiest of the slush pile. I bought one of those candles with religious imagery at a gas station, and I taped AOMS fan art over the face. I burn it every time I delve into the slush pile. Oh, I love that. There were many good stories written for the slush bomb by real writers. This is not one of them. (laughs) Yes, I'm still waiting for any offers of me to read (laughs) material by Scott Sigler or by anyone else. Be careful what you wish for. It's a lot of work for like nothing, for no no money. Yeah, that's true, actually. And then you get picked on in the forums. It's it's actually not a great gig. You know what? You you get picked on, but in mine, no one said anything. It was like there wasn't even a story that week. Under this under the comments, they just started talking about something. One per, one person actually just said, "Oh, by the way, I thought pressing buttons did a good job," but I think it was like at the bottom of of something about some completely different. I don't even know. And I think you posted it yourself, or maybe it was me. I think maybe I posted it because I felt bad for you. No, it was by someone else, but. Um, but every every other comment under that, it, they were continuing some conversation for some reason under my story that had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> had nothing to do with Scott Sigler either. So, you know, it's very bizarre. That's it. You know, it was it was like all those nights I played in bands to a crowd that's just been talking amongst themselves. You've been bitching about this for so long. I think it was at least nine years ago. Are are you sure on the um, Tomocon? Is that what you called it? I call it uh, Tomocan, but uh, no, I'm not 100%. That's just what I've called it for the past 30 years because this okay. is the name of a and d module. I'm going to have to defer to you on that because it has way more letters and syllables than the way you pronounced it, so I'm just going to trust well, you no, on it that. It has one more letter and syllable, Tomocan. Okay. Tomoa Chan. Hey, you're our D and D resident D and D player, so I have to just take your word for it. Okay. And the story is the Hidden Shrine of Tomoa Khan by Fenwick Rixley. He couldn't have picked a, a more difficult to say pen name. Say that three times fast. Yeah, Fenwick Rixley. That does not roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. But we appreciate the story, and we like you anyway. The Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon by Fenwick Rixby. My champions and I are enjoying a good mug of ale at a dingy table in the Illuminated Dragon. Well, mostly. Joseph. <laughs> it's spelled not like Joseph, though. Yeah, it's, should, it's should Joseph. It be? All right. That's, I know people with <laughs> Joseph spelt like that. Okay. Joseph asked for some Amontadillo. No. Amontillado. Amontillado. Wow, we're getting off to such a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I will teach you to read. You would think I'd have learned something about it by now. Do we, would it help if it was in Braille? 
Mm-hmm. Joseph asked for some amontillado, and when the scraggly barkeep gave him a look that combined puzzlement and disgust, he brought back four mugs of the house ale. Now he sits examining the greasy smudges on his fruit jar, smeared by the barkeep's dubious towel. The smudges appeared to be more permanent residents than most lurking in this smoky pub. Rakhila and Brian seem unperturbed by the glassware. Little seems to bother the ever-optimistic Rakhila iron thighs. If the lack of coverage in her shiny armor doesn't seem to bother her with comfort or temperature or blades, then the only thing that these mugs could do to offend her would be to linger empty. It seems kind of silly to have an exotic name like Rakila with such a pedestrian name like Brian. Yes, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, that's that's Dungeons and Dragons players. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a wacky. All the wacky ones bunch. I know are named Brian, <laughs> <laughs> and that is not a lie. <laughs> That is, that is the, the actual literal truth. Beer's coming out my nose right now. <laughs> yep, but it's sad, they're not. They're not, true. they're not. They're not characters. No, they're real human beings. Uh, sounds like she has a sexist uh, outfit on, or sexy. I'm not sure the difference. Brian Doomsinger seemed haunted as ever, his hollow eyes speaking volumes of his tragic orphanage and upbringing by the most despicable family in the guild of... Usurers. 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 Yes. What's that? You know, usury. Usurers. Mm. No. No? Don't know what that is. Isn't usury... An occupation of some sort? Oh, yes. Well, I can say that just by the fact that there's a guild of it, but I don't know what it means. I should know what it means, but at the moment I'm drawing a blank. I just know usury is a an occupation of geekdom. I'll have to, I'll have <laughs> to go old find... Timey, old-timey geekdom. I'll have to go it's find my player's handbook. In World of the... Warcrafts and stuff like that. Anyway, Guild of Usurers. The money lender. I was going to say it had something to do with money. Uh, when his family, when his family was removed from their baronial estate, he witnessed much of his family subjected to murder and more unspeakable acts. What's more unspeakable than murdered? I was subjected to murder, and I did not like it one bit. But you know what was worse? Uh, not, uh, sorry, I can't, I'm on a tangent already. Um, noisy Chinese neighbor's mother, who temporarily lived with said other Dungeon and Dragon playing Brian and... I mean, sorry, Professor Mumblebee and the other Mountie. Yeah, I really didn't um, know who you were talking about there for a couple of seconds. Seriously? Yes, yes, no. Okay. I... Noisy Chinese neighbor's mother. Yes. When noisy Chinese neighbor went back to Hong Kong and his mother went to Canada, we still don't understand why. 
and she lived there. And there was one day that both Mumblebee and the other Mountie went to work and didn't lock the door. And I was there and she was there and we were both still sleeping because it was early in the morning and I think I didn't have classes until way late in the afternoon. And when they came home, she screamed at them that, that she and I could have been murdered or worse. And that's why that popped into my head. Because <laughs> that was the line. It was like, what's worse than murder? We could have been murdered or worse. Sometimes she would lock them in the garage because they'd go into the garage and not lock the door between the house and the garage. And she would lock them in there. Sometimes they were locked in there in their underwear. Intentionally, though. No, yeah. she would she would run down and lock that door because she knew they didn't lock it. So they'd be just locked in the garage without their keys in their underwear. I don't know why they're working on their motorcycles in their underwear, but they were. And that, that that's why I interrupted the story. That's all. All right. So where were we? Uh, uh, the cold steel in his hollow eyes speaks to the revenge he will meet out once he recaptures the sword of his birthright and retakes his ancestral lands. Turn the page. I'm just a rogue with a heart of gold. I talk a big game in vague brush strokes. About a tragic past to increase my cachet. But it's all a sales pitch. No one trusts a happy thief. Our discussions regarding the general merits of pumpkin beer was disturbed when an ancient man wearing billowing gray robes and leaning on a twisted staff seated himself at our table. Gandalf's arrived! <laughs> It, it actually said billowing gay, uh, billowing gray robes, uh, robs no, it said, rather. It said robs. Robs, gray robs. I, I autocorrected on uh, the fly. Aren't you impressed? The thing is, is that I thought it said billowing gay robs. I've known some billowing gay robs in my past. These are some robs that I wear as clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Behold my raiment. He spoke in a breathy, quiet voice. I, uh, in a sexy, breathy. I oh, come am, on! You don't do sexy. I am in need of adventurers who can find things that have gone missing. I hear you are such heroes. I lean forward with a gleam in my eye. We've been known to locate things from time to time. He spoke in hushed but intense tones. A story has been stolen from me, although it will inexorably incite debate as to whether it should be mine or theirs. It was mine by right. Just because it's got some hand-wavy physics and magical religion does not give them dominion over it as fantasy. I need you to sneak into the castle and return it to me. Time is of the essence, as they intend to publish it before the moon sets three times hence. Oh, I feel bad. It's it's such an uh, it's such a tribute to the whole um, escape artists enterprise podcastle pseudopod escape pod. I think that's what that's about, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 
We're just a band of sinners and saints, and we hunt dragons and haints. What the hell are haints? Did that just need to rhyme? Because I don't know what a haint is. Maybe it's supposed to be taints. Taints would make more sense. We hunt dragons and taints. What's this story worth to you? He pulled out a cigar and ignited the end with a flame that appeared at his fingertip. He studied us with hawkish eyes and pulled a small package from his robes. Or robs. <laughs> he flipped the layers of oilcloth back until a small statue of shooting stars cast in wrought silver. This is a parsec. Made by the finest dwarven craftsmen bound to service to the Duke of Vertum. I can obtain one for each of you. Is it a parsec, like a measure of distance or something? I don't know, dude. It's capitalized. After some discussion on how to identify the story, we got down to the business of breaking in. A frontal assault was out of the question. The gatehouse and drawbridge were guarded by... A Christmas mummy and an Easter werewolf. Because those Easter werewolves are terrifying. <laughs> While Rachila considers herself lucky to have escaped, she was bitten on a previous assault. The curse still twists through her veins, and she turns into a marshmallow trifle once a year. She has to be hidden away from prognosticators and snack fiends until she returns to normal. Sneaking in through the slush dragons would be dirtier work, but place us closer to our mark. Goodness. Wow, this is a fanciful story. And that's no lie. Getting into and through the dungeons would still be no goblin lullaby. We would have to swim in past a pod of fishy bitches to gain access from the stewards. And once inside, the dungeons are patrolled by a great barbarian with arms like smokestacks, mighty thews, and panther-like grace. We only had to retrieve a few charms to help us sneak past those guards, and those statues would be ours. Come, Doomsinger! Come, Fuzzy! Come, Lady Death! We have trouble to make! We stepped onto the leafy green street and walked down the black ribbon of the road. Dun, dun, dun. Is that the whole story? Do you think he just sent us the first 800 words of like a 3,000 <laughs> word story? Perhaps. Dude. <laughs> okay. It's the beginning of an adventure. Maybe he'll someday bless us with the rest of it. We didn't even get to Tomoakon. Oh. Are you there? Hold on a sec. Yeah, I'm looking at Did we miss a page? I was just I getting know. into it. You know what, though? Because, oh, wait. That was all there was, right? That's all that is in the Word document. I mean, mailbag. Yes. Peshaw. What What is this word document you speak of? What fancy wizardry is this? Mailbag is dusty. Maybe maybe the termites and roaches in it ate the last page. 
You never know what's living in that motherfucker. I can't tell if you're there. I'm here. I don't feel like we even got to the hidden shrine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just blanked out for a bit. No, no. That happens to me, you know. Anyway, Fenwick Wixley, if you're out there, did, did we read the whole story? Let us know. If you've got more, keep keep us posted. Yes, that is part two. We need closure. Uh, we should do a phone call. We shall try. All we can do is try. I'm going to leave you for three seconds, and uh, you are going to regale the listeners with something. I don't know. Whatever you got. Uh, I'm going to go uh, get myself uh, some more water. Don't say water. We don't serve water in this bar. And I go get myself another drink. They can listen thank, to that. Thank you. Okay, I'll be right back. Delicious beef stew. You there? Hello. Hello. Almost done. Wow. Be back in a sec. Okay. I'll start dialing. Hello? This isn't Dreamy Dean Bentley, is it? <laughs> in the flesh. In the flesh. <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> we miss you, motherfucker. I miss you motherfuckers, too. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm sitting on my front porch with uh, my wife, and we're playing Quasi Cupcakes. What is that? Uh, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. Oh, yes, I do, actually. I was wondering, uh, why did that sound familiar? There's, is, yeah, there's, there's really a game called Crazy Quasi Cupcakes? Quasi, quasi Cupcakes, yes. Um, it is an actual game. It's on, on your phones? Yeah, you can get it in the App Store. You're playing it together? Explain. No, like, we're, we're both total addicts, so we, we each have our own game going on our individual yeah. phones. So what do so you, you say? You, you're sitting side by side, ignoring each other and playing with your phones. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the honeymoon is over. Yeah. But, you know, we're having beer and cigarettes. and. Well, that's all good stuff. Yeah. What's new in your life, man? Just saw the Avengers. The Avengers Age that. of Ultron? So that, was, that was another two hours and 20 minutes of our day where we <laughs> didn't really talk to each other. Sat side by each and didn't exchange work. <laughs> and watched computer stuff. No, we were talking to each other because you know, I'd always be leaning over. What, what did they mean when they said that? <laughs> Buttons just saw it too in a drive-in in Alabama. No way. Yeah, so I paid probably uh, far less attention to it than than you did, even. Well, probably because there was like way other, like like you know, there's way more other kind of stimuli in your. Well, there's barefoot children running around, and and you're sort of half looking someone through someone's hatchback while craning so your neck you to see the in, screen. What were you doing in Alabama? Uh, I went uh, on a road trip with Mrs. Buttons that started in Nashville and ended in New Orleans. So on uh, one, one night when we actually didn't have anything planned, we thought of seeing a movie. So I Googled theaters and 
half an hour away was a drive-in. So, you know, why go to the shitty theater in town when you can go watch uh, Avengers with Ratnecks? Well, fucking cross that one off your list. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I think I've just added it to mine. <laughs> I think you should see something else, though. But you should definitely go to a drive-in. Well, you don't. Again. You don't have any choice. Yeah, like 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 Deliverance or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're oh my big. god, that'd be creepy. If you watch it down there, though, they're uh, like to them, it's a tragedy because because <laughs> the city boys get away. That's wrong on so many levels. Yeah, they don't leave the theater all pumped and <laughs> yeah, that's right. High fiving. Yeah. So what's your news? How's how's married life? I guess you can't answer honestly right now. Well, it's it's pretty awesome, actually. Good. I've just been working on a television show, so... Are you allowed to tell us which one? Yes, uh, Rogue. Oh, damn, I was hoping you were working on Orphan Black. I can't tell, I can't tell you, no, no. Um, I, I, I've only ever done one four-hour call on Orphan Black. I that, friggin' love that show. That's not my, not my, not my gang that I run with. On that show, so. Oh, I didn't know it worked that way with gangs and stuff. Yeah. So, do you have rival gangs? Like, do you get up? You know, you stand rival, on rival grip gangs. Yeah, yeah you stand yeah. on one yeah. side of the street. Sometimes and the orf- we have. Sometimes we have rumbles. Right, that's what I'm picturing. The orphan black grips on one side, the rogue yeah. grips on the other, and it breaks out yeah. into dance and song. Yeah, like switchblade combs and and um, they're not switchblade combs. I'm, I'm not being honest. They're like they're like uh, like cartellinis and grip grip arms, but it's it's really a lot more like larping. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Dean and I are in rival gangs, in rival grip gangs. Oh, I didn't know that. Not that, but I. Yeah. Not that I've done it for quite some time, but technically, he's the no the no bloods offense. to my crips. No offense, I'm my money's on Dean's gang. <laughs> I mean, if if there's a betting situation going on in a rumble, I don't I don't know. Buttons gang's pretty. Uh, it's really they're big. Pretty intimidating. They're called the they're called the Buttonses. <laughs> I bet they are, and that's an like, intimidating doesn't that, name. Doesn't that name invoke fear and, <laughs> and, and your boots? Yeah, but yours are called the Dreamies. The dreamies. <laughs> <laughs> the dreamies against the buttons. Yeah. Tonight at the showdown, the dreamies and the buttons are gonna roll. <laughs> it's gonna get ugly. Need a haircut, dreamy? <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. Oh no, you don't. Nah. How's how so, are things? How's your family? How's everything? Uh, my family's great. Um, they were all, well, the most, most of them were just here for, for Mother's Day. I figured. And, um, yeah. And, uh, the weather wasn't supposed to cooperate, so, um, so Diane made lasagna. Is she a good cook? She's an amazing cook. Are you gaining weight? Uh, am I gaining weight? I don't, I don't think so. No. What bands are you playing in these days? Das Rad. But, uh, we're not very busy at the moment. Why is that? Uh, just, we're too busy working and stuff. You guys played fairly recently, to... didn't you? Yeah, we got a couple gigs next month, and then I think we're just going to take the summer off and uh, recess. 
And I hear your son's now quite the drummer. Yeah, he he blows me out of the water. Shut up. Oh, yeah. That's um, saying a lot, Dean. Do you mean that, or are you just proud popping? No, you have to you have to look at his YouTube clips. I forget his uh, I forget his YouTube handle. Wooden Wooden Coyote, maybe. You just got him three new fans. If that's what our listeners are at right now. Three, eh? Hey? Mm. <laughs> well, we think oh, we boy. might be we think we might be down to three. Hard times for uh, air out my shorts, eh? We're just not very consistent. Yeah. We certainly haven't looked to, to find out how many people actually listen to us. So maybe nobody's out there. Maybe maybe there are millions. You should get your uh, listenership to, to do something to announce their like a like a roll call or like a like a cyber smoke signal. Oh, I like that. Like, like hey, I'm here. I or, like that. Or sing like Black everyone ball. in 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 Whoville. Yes. Yeah. All rubbing their eyes, coming out from behiding. I think we have a lot of closet listeners. Is that what the rubbing the eyes is? Because they're actually in a closet, like yeah, they're coming out from coming out from hiding, (laughs) rubbing their eyes. I'm here, buttons. I'm here, or or they're in a closet because they're being held captive and there's nothing else to do. And it's a form of torture to be. It's a form of torture. <laughs> yes. yes. We're very popular in Guantanamo Bay. I was just going to say the exact same thing. They've stopped waterboarding. Yep. Now they're waterboarding. using out my shorts. More shorting. <laughs> We're going to buttons you. These people, they are not funny. I don't understand. <laughs> Why are they under the comedy section? Why aren't they under the boring section? <laughs> You seem very laid back at the moment, Dean. Uh, yeah, I am. I just um, I'm off work for a month, and this is my first day, so I'm yeah, I'm super chilled out. Nice. What kind of beer are you drinking? I'm drinking a Muskoka Cream Ale. Is it creamy? And, uh, it, it is actually. It's creamy and beery. Mmm. Those are two very good things in a cream ale. I don't know. I, I, like you can't really put cream in beer, so. True. So um, how do they make it creamy? I don't know. I don't think there's any actual cream in it. No, I would hope not. That sounds like they're lying, then, though. <laughs> it could be false advertising. There's no cream in this. I can see right through it. <laughs> Trying to make my own at home, and it's just not working. <laughs> yeah, it's like the homemade sprite. <laughs> I put lemon and lime in it. There's more to it than that, man. <laughs> little Mitch Hedberg for you. I don't remember that one, although I am a fan of Mitch Hedberg. Me too. So, yeah, drive-in in Alabama. What um, what else is going on with you guys? Not too damn much on my end. Apparently she uh, just sits at home and stares off her balcony, waiting to be rescued. Yeah, I let down my hair. Nothing happens. Well, you need a haircut then. <laughs> Perhaps it's not long You're enough. Like, how do you how do you how do you keep that shit clean? You know. Good point. Maybe that's why you know your knight in shining armor isn't coming around. Because <laughs> my stanky knotted dreadlocks hanging over the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, they they make for good ropes, at least. 
true. So, do you have a? Do you have any wacky stories? Hmm. Anything uh, crazy? No, no my life's been really. My well, no, no. I'm working on this show, and I can't really. You know, I signed a disclosure agreement, so I can't really tell you what it's about or anything. Non-disclosure. It's a cop show. It's on DirecTV, and and uh, Diane watched the first season of it, the first two seasons of it, and um, there's uh, a lot of nudity. Ooh. A lot of male nudity. Um, so I was like, you know, I was like, wow, this is going to be an interesting show to work on. There's been nothing. You're not getting any nudity. Maybe I maybe I'm, maybe I'm now breaking the disclosure agreement because I am talking about the content of the show. So well, we can bleep it out if you want. Well, it's not like you're giving spoilers away. You're just saying well, there's well, no, been, you're yeah, not exactly. seeing any cock, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, hey, they'd be closed sets anyway, so I wouldn't see it anyway. So uh, I'm not really giving anything away. There you go. And as you said, only three people listen to your show anyway. So right. We're not exactly, yeah. No. We're not exactly. One, one's just the head of the network. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of the show. Is it a Canadian show? No. No, okay. Um, it's just made here. Yeah. That is so don't common, know. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, you guys are boring. You guys drinking? <laughs> I am. He's drinking water and trying to pass it off as something more with ice cubes. Oh, I have to drive for the vehicle. I thought the whole the whole thing of your show was you, you guys just totally got hands. But, and, buttons is this it's doesn't a, sound like a drunk dial. <laughs> it's it's a it's a I little one sided lately. I drink for two. It's sad. It's really sad. It's the end of an era. Really. Come on, come on, buttons. Come on, snap out of it. I, I have to either work from home or uh, or do it on on a day that I don't uh, don't have to go pick up Mrs. Buttons. Oh, oh! You didn't tell us that was the issue. It's his driving Miss Daisy gig. Right, <laughs> driving Miss Buttons. Yes. There's the title of your episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, d- hey, Dean, did you get to spend any time with uh, Seaman Foreskin while he was in town? Uh, I did, uh, just uh, at the, you know, unfortunate uh, yes. wake, which was, um, which was nice. It was brutal, but it was like, you know, it was actually, you know, like a, lo- a lot of, a lot a lot of, of old friends there. Like, you know, the, 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 you know, the usual suspects. Probably some and, you uh, haven't seen for a long time, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it was it was a little surreal and and sad, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and and being at his house was weird because I haven't been there since like the eighties. Right. And nothing has changed. No, it looks exactly the same. Does it really? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, wow. Pretty much. I dropped by before I, I mean, went the, the away. Table, the table in the kitchen that we sat at and, and drank, you know. Seven cups of tea in one sitting, and ate a whole bag of cookies. You used to sit at my kitchen table and eat a whole bag of cookies too. That must be your thing. I can't believe I did that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can believe it because, like, you know, once in a while at work, the the candy tray comes around after lunch, and there'll be like a little stack of Oreos on it, and I'll be like, yeah, I'll have one of those, and then 
I'll have a second one. <laughs> and then and then I grab four. Yes. <laughs> I, I swear. With age, with age comes wisdom, right? So now I'm just like, oh, my God, I got to stop it at seven. I swear I saw you eat an entire bag of Oreos at one. That is a legend. It would make more sense if you were a weed smoker, but you're not. No. It's not like you had the munchies and just had to... Can't just have one. How you keep your slim figure, we will never understand. <laughs> yeah, it's all the beer and cigarettes. Yes, that works for me, too. That's that's my diet plan, I and I swear to, by it. I don't know what else to chalk it up to. <laughs> I've got to get on that diet plan a little, because I... Uh... I yeah, eat too much. But here's a, here's a little uh, like speaking of the bag of Oreos, um, and I guess like aging. I didn't go to the dentist for some years because mm. uh, my uh, I was on my father's dental plan until I was 21, and then and then I think when I was 22, I was like I should really go to the dentist. How much does it cost? What? Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna go to the dentist this year. I'll go next year, and then. Uh, and then nine years went by, Ooh. and then I went to the dentist at the behest of my mom, who was like, when was the last time you went to the dentist? And I was like, uh, well, I'm 30 now, so do, 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 nine years. And uh, she was like, uh, I'm, t- I'm sending you to the dentist, my treat. And I was like, okay. So I was in the chair, and I was like, oh, my God, what's how many teeth are still good, you know? Right. And the dentist was just like, I don't know how the fuck you do it, man. No cavities. No. I, really? I know. I was like, I'm invincible. <laughs> I don't know about so, going now, but I had the same thing happen to me where I didn't go for pro- longer than that. And then and then I went and you know, just had a cleaning done or something like that, but I didn't have any cavities either. I think if you actually brush really? your teeth and... I don't um, want our I, I listeners to, to learn from this. <laughs> okay, well, then let me, let me finish. I... Because I thought, well, I can go to Venice once every decade almost and be good. Uh, I waited another six years till the next subsequent visit. And I somehow, in that six-year period, acquired one cavity for every year. (gasps) No. Let that be a lesson to you, listeners. Uh So uh, all of a sudden, there there were often trips to the dentist, frequent and not not the, not the pleasant like cleaning and uh, looking around and like here's your toothbrush. There's nothing pleasant uh, going on at the dentist. It yeah, doesn't so matter got, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got I got a mouthful of por- porcelain now. Nice. Yeah. Maybe the dentist actually uh, put like little acidic drops on your teeth. It's bring you back. To increase his He's business. like I gotta make some I gotta make some fucking coin off this guy. Yeah. <laughs> This invincible bastard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. Nine well, years, nothing, and then... You know, it all falls to shit, Dean. We're, we're old, and yep. and we we just are going to fall apart from here I'm, on I'm, I'm shattering my I'm shattering my dreamy image by, by uh, telling the story, but... Yeah, well, at least you didn't... At least the end of the story wasn't that, you know, you're now wearing dentures, because all of your teeth had to be pulled out. <laughs> Because you had gum disease. <laughs> remember, remember when they started putting those awful warnings on our cigarette packages and we used to cut out those teeth uh-huh. and put them in yes. our mouths? 
Yeah. That's kind of what our audience is picturing now. I miss those, I miss those labels. I, I wish they would bring those ones back. <laughs> now it's like uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the pack here, and it's a toilet bowl full of blood. Oh. Like, oh, I can't rip this off and put it in my mouth. What What is that about? The toilet bowl full of blood? Is that anal leakage? Bladder cancer. Oh, yum. Yeah. Mm. Here has a has a has a couple of gloved hands holding a well it's it's it I guess it's a heart but it looks like a roast chicken like a partridge heart like a partridge heart <laughs> no <laughs> no a partridge heart's way more attractive I would hope so <laughs> well, Dude. yes a nice little but... Easter egg to a prior uh, episode of Arrow my shorts <laughs> this is a long time ago that was a callback yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, Buttons has to go pick up Mrs. He has to go drive Miss Buttons, um, and we loved hearing your voice again. It's been too long, and we need to hear more of it. Well, if you call in the next month, I, I have a lot of time. So excellent. Um, getting me while I'm on a job is is, is difficult. Yeah, we know, um, but it's actually more exciting when we call you when you're on the job because we get to hear all the apple carts and yelling and stuff. Yeah. And I'm usually really keyed up when I'm at work. So, I know. So you'll probably hear way more in- interesting shit come out of my mouth. Well, for the next month, you might be our go-to guy. Yeah, go for it. Hey, would you like to say hi to, uh, to, to Mrs. Dreamy? We would love that. Okay, here she is. Hello there. Mrs. Dreamy, what an honor. Hi, hey, how are you guys? <laughs> We're great. You have a lovely voice. Oh, well, thank you. This is... I think that's why we got married. <laughs> yeah, he kind of told us that. Yeah, it was, the, it's all the voice. There were a few other reasons, too, but... We I, <laughs> you said I had a nice one, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope there's a few more than that. <laughs> well, now that you're on the phone, you can you can tell us yeah. what's really going on. I know, you know, what you want to know. I have all the information, Ooh. all the secret stuff. <laughs> I think we have to put I'm, Mrs. Dreamy on our call list. Maybe, yeah. I could give you my number. We can get I all like the dirt. Do. There's some dirt. Mm. I'm sure there's some dirt. I mean, there's got to be something. However, he is pretty dreamy, so there's not there's not that much dirt on the dream. He's a friggin' rock star. Yeah, he is a rock star. And it's funny because I knew him before he was a rock star. I mean, like I met him and knew he was in a band, but... I didn't hadn't seen him play before we met, so long story. <laughs> but it wasn't even the drumming that pulled you in. It wasn't the drumming that pulled me in. It was him. Like I met him first, and then they were in town and recording, and then I finally got to see them after what was it three months that you were in town, and then they finally played, and I was like, oh, so that's how he, that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that how cool. you know it's real. You liked him. Yeah, before. I guess so. You're right. I wasn't like, oh, God, that guy's hot. Which is every time I've seen him subsequently since then, I'm like, wow. Oh, wait, I'm married to him. <laughs> how awesome is that? I love it. Oh, yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, congratulations. Very belated on your wedding. Thank you. And Thank you so much. And we are thrilled for both of you. Well, we are thrilled, too. It's coming up on a year in July, so. Wow. I can't believe it. It's been nearly fast. <laughs> the years whizzed by. That's a good sign. Mm-hmm. It is. 
We're going to let you get back to your cupcakes. Okay. Your crazy cupcakes. Oh, it's insane. We're, we're both addicted. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have to play it. You'll be hooked. I think it's similar to Candy Crush, but it's with cupcakes and hilarious. I, I thankfully have avoided all, all those kind of games. Me too. You said I would run and run far away from them. I would never download them and, or ever play them because then it's, it, it's all consuming. It's kind of crazy. So. Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for, yeah. for being on the, on the show with us. Yes, I enjoy it. Um, I'll give you back to um, Dreamy Dean so he can sign off. <laughs> <laughs> it was really lovely being on your show for the first time. It was and, lovely um, to hear to... your beautiful voice. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well, thank you. All right, here's Dreamy. <laughs> All right, thank you. Doesn't she have a sexy voice? She does. I know, it's like smoldering. It is smoldering. I'm I'm in love. Me too. Yay. Oh, I'm so happy. All right. Well, I really have to get off the uh, the phone and go. Do my, your husbandly duty. My, my community Hands service. Hands at 10 and 2, Buttons. Hands at 10 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> it was great to hear your voice, Dean. Take care. Likewise. We, we you miss guys. you. I miss you too. And uh, Ciao. maybe I'll see you soon. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. Let's go grab a drink. Yeah, Absolutely. Right on. All right. Talk to you later, man. Okay. Cheers. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Man, she's got a great voice. Smoky. Oh, it's smoky, sexy, smoldering, lovely. We should have been calling her the whole time. <laughs> Dean, Dean hasn't picked up his phone in, what, six months? Yeah, it's been a but, long time. Yeah, pretty much since he got married. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, I know you gotta go. Um, and I've got a giant pot of beef stew on the stove, and it smells so good right now. I'm mm. drooling. Beef stew. God, every time you and I talk about what we're having for dinner, it is beef centric. We are the new beef eaters, apparently. Well, I think. Well, we had pork chops last night. I think it's chicken tonight. I'm not too sure. Oh, screw the chicken. It's all about the beef. Although I had a lot of that in the States, I tell you. A lot, oh, yeah? of, a lot of meat in the States. Mm, not a, a lot, lot of, of barbecue. Yum. Okay. Well, you can call our audio comment line at 305-600-5832. That's 305-600-5832 as in... Uh, get your teeth fixed. Oh, good Lord. As in, this is a parsec. <laughs> we hunt dungeons and taints. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've become terrible at it. I don't know if we were ever good at it. Anyway, no. visit us on Facebook. We love to interact with you, and you don't do enough of it. And, uh, send us your um, shorts at shorts at the com. Oh, yeah, that's pretty important. We don't have a show without your shorts. We ain't nothing without your shorts. And send us an email at shorts at the com. That's shorts at the Yep, that. And play with the plot plunger, 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 plunge it. 
And keep, please, leaving voicemails on our audio comment line because, because. Let us know, what did Dean say? Send cyber smoke signals of any kind to let us know you're out there so that we can have some gauge of whether we have three or more listeners. Hoorah, hoorah. Oh, you know what? When we when we were down there, we stopped at a place called the Loveless Cafe. And um, that's right at the beginning of the Natchez Trace Parkway. It's the, uh-huh. la- the last the last stop before you get on the parkway. And the thing is, on the parkway, there's nothing like... And there's exits every now and then. But as I say, there's nothing on the road itself. And then, and the exits, it's not like around here. <laughs> like if you get... If you're anywhere in southern Ontario and you get off the highway, you're a minute away from a gas station or a restaurant. Down there, you're in the middle of nowhere. So you get right. off at a town, but that town is like, it's a half an hour away. And and the gas station probably closed at like 10 o'clock when the guy went home, you know. Not that, I mean, we were always driving during the day anyway, so it's not like we were stuck. But but uh, anyway, so the, uh, we stopped at the Loveless Cafe that was uh, just before on our trip um, down the parkway for breakfast. And... Uh, it's got this like world famous biscuit re- recipe. Ooh. And we're having we're having our breakfast, and then there's a group of old people at uh, the next table, and uh, you know we they've brought out biscuits and they've got you know a little thing of different homemade jams that they make. But one of the guys goes, "Excuse me, could you pass the preserves, please?" And I don't know why that sounded hysterical to me. It's like who says preserves? Well, apparently everyone down there preserves. does. Everyone says it. I have strawberry preserves in my refrigerator right now. They were made by a Southern Belle. Otherwise known as strawberry jam. But, they, well, we actually, we went, they have, they took over a hotel on the property. So they've turned it all into, like, there's an event space. And then each of the hotel rooms is kind of like a little different store or some kind of service thing and so they they just set up a shop and shipping and uh we actually had mugs sent up to us and two two things of uh blackberry preserves which oh, was I just amazing because they just like yeah, it wasn't didn't want to have too much of the biscuits or anything and she wanted to try one but i'm like d- trying all the different jams that they have I tried that and I'm like, you gotta have this, you gotta have this, it's the best thing ever. Hmm. So we we had two things sent up to us. That's pretty awesome. I actually went out and bought biscuits from Loblaws last night so that we could have it. Nice. Uh, yeah, that passed the preserves thing, so that, that made me laugh. Excuse me, sir, do you have any gray poupon? You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out shorts! My shorts! Hey, Buttons and Whore. This is Max. I just ran into your phone number on Twitter and I thought I'd give you some suggestions or how you can help people remember the phone number. It's 305-600-5832 or 
305-600, love to dance around, or 305-600, keep till doc calls, or 305-600, just use fine china, or 305-600, leave us the fuck alone, or 305-600, keep up them buttons, or my favorite, 305-600, just till dad arrives. So there's some suggestions and there's a phone call.